0: Welcome to episode eight of In the Pen a podcast, about relievers part of the Pitcherless podcast network. I'm back. I'm Kyle Unsleger, joined as always by Rick Graham. Rick, how's it been? How's the past two weeks been? I had to take an unexpected week off, which I didn't like doing, but thank you to Daniel for filling in for me.
1: Yeah, it's been great. We, uh, you know, Dan did a great do a great job last week. Always love having you know having port or having guests on the show, so it was fun. Um, but, yeah, happy to have you back, and congrats on, you know, finishing up with uh, with school.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a weird feeling. Now I'm uh, fully back. I don't have many more excuses for now. My <laughs> semester is over. It was my last final ever, so it's a pretty surreal moment. And then now it's on to be even more fun stuff. But happy to be back, happy to be talking bullpens with you again. And if we got nothing else to say, we're going to dive right into it. We're just going to do Good. It'll be probably be a little bit of a shorter show this week. We're going to go through what's happened in the past week, go through some of the closer note, news and notes. And there's been a lot of it. There's been a lot of developments this past week. But as we always do, we're going to look at Daniel's closer ranks and start the show off with his some of his biggest risers. And Rick, we're going to start, start it off. I may have called you Daniel before, but whatever. <laughs> who has been some of the biggest risers in the past week?
1: Uh... A couple names in the bottom half of the list. I kind of jumped. I had jump up this week. Um, The biggest one was Joe Barlow, I think. Which, you know, going into the season, we, you know, it's it's it happened to us with him with Camille Duvall. It's like you you hear managers say one thing and then comes down to it and oh no Joe Barlow is the closer it's it's not going to be a committee it's not going to be Matt Bush it's you know he's been pretty consistent with Barlow he's got four out of the team's five saves this year he's looked better he's using it you know he's throwing a slider a little bit more which you love to see especially when his fastball was you know had you know some problems last year getting hit around a little bit and earlier this year too as well so He's, a, he's looked great of, as of late. He's locked into a role, which can't say about a lot of guys these days. So, yeah, Joe Barlow was the biggest riser for me this week.
0: Yeah, I'm lucky to have a share of him elsewhere. I draft him and was debating dropping for a while. Because I remember as we started this show off in early April, it was just going to be a committee. There's going to be too many cooks in the kitchen. But lately, the Texas has been going right there. And we don't know what to make of Texas. We don't know how good they're mm-hmm. they're going to be. but. He seems to take it, and we're going to dive into that a little bit deeper as we get into the news. But I'm definitely impressed with what I've seen from him, and he seemed to have taken the the after role and completely run with it out there.
1: Yeah, I'm. A, I I was a little skeptical, all coming into this year. I, you know, he he kind of came onto the scene you know, hot last year. He was getting a lot of whiffs, and then the like last half of his, you know, 2021, he all of a sudden he's not missing bats anymore, and it's you know started to wonder where you know who really is is joe barlow so yeah he's he's back he's he's like this up in the slider you use the the slider you know usage is huge it's it's been a big difference to him and you know it's kind of a universal trend we're seeing around baseball right now but it's working for him yeah i
0: can't have to be can't be anything else more of an impressive than chris woodward though he called my team's ballpark a little league ballpark which i wasn't (laughs) too big a fan of, even though. it Kind of is a small park, but either way, he's at least making our lives as fantasy managers a little easier. and Going with the established closer, and mm-hmm. just as always, with a riser, there comes the fallers. Who has dropped the most within your rankings? We'll get into some of the situations further, but who just briefly is someone you're starting to fall fall out of love with?
1: Yeah, there's uh, I kind of dropped I dropped a bunch of, I mean there's. First of all, well, we'll get into all of these, but yeah, I, I think Gregory Soto and Mark Melanson were two of the biggest dr- drops this week. Um, Wasn't in love with Soto entering the year. I ever thought Michael Fulmer had a legitimate chance at taking over that role. Uh, Soto really hasn't, he hasn't done, he hasn't done anything to kind of lose the role yet, but he hasn't done anything to, you know, stamp his name as like the closer in Detroit and... There's other options there, not just Fulmer. You know, Andrew Chafin's look pretty good for the most part um, coming back from the IL. Um, So, yeah, Soto's kind of on my watch list for he could be someone who's not closing out games maybe by the end of the month. Um, And then, yeah, Mark Melanson is (laughs) just, you know, he he was steady last year. He was steady Mark Melanson last year, and I think he he definitely outpitched his peripherals, which – kind of leads you to believe oh well this year maybe it's going to go the other way and yeah ian kennedy's his only like real competition there who he also doesn't really you know sp- spark joy i guess so to say for like <laughs> adding like yeah either way that situation there is just something i'm if those two are split in time then i just i want nothing to do with it anywhere
0: it feels like every year we try and talk ourselves out of Mark Melanson. We're just waiting <laughs> for that shoe to drop, and it's always, well, he's got saved somewhere. And I don't know if this is going to be the year that it actually happens. Like I yeah. said, it just happens every year. But this past week or so has been unimpressive with how Kennedy did while Melanson was off to being on the IL. You never know if they decide to make that change, especially if Arizona... We know they're probably not going to be that good, but they're off to a, a solid start and they're hanging in these games. So there's going to yeah. be saves out there right now. And, you know, we'll dive into that a little deeper along with some other teams. So let's get right into some of the news and notes. And we'll start off in Chicago. David Robertson has been placed on the COVID IL. Um, you know, it was over because of an undisclosed reason, which generally leads to COVID. As usual, we don't know how long he's going to be out. We don't know any specifics. But while he is gone, who. What do you look to for Chicago? Who's the go-to guide for us to pick up for saves? Who's the next man up for holds? Take us through this cub bull- new look bullpen without Robertson.
1: Yeah, it's one of those. I didn't really, I didn't adjust him on the list this week because you never know if it's a, yeah, if it's a two-day thing or if it's going to be a two-week thing, like it ended up being with Lou Trevino. So for now, if, you know, if we're going to guess who's the next man up, I'm going to, Rowan Wick's been okay Michael Givens has been you know hit or miss here I still like Givens a little bit more but I'm not really rushing out there to to make a change here because the way Robertson's been pitching as of late you know once he comes back it's his job and you know neither one of those guys are going to take it yeah it's it's a
0: tough situation and uh, we went into the season thinking that David Ross was going to be someone as a committee. He wasn't yeah. doing that, but maybe he takes that opportunity. I've kind of been touting Michael Givens throughout the season as a guy to keep an eye on, and now I, I would think the role would be, go to him. And, of course, right as this before this happens, I end up dropping him in one of my NFBC mm-hmm. leagues right before. this was thinking, okay, it's done. He's not going to be anything to hold on to. And, of course, now he might be relevant. But, you know, as we do with the, what we watch for, keep an eye on the Chicago pen. It's going to be... Uh, an intriguing, intriguing bullpen, and you want to f- try and figure out early who David Ross is going to be handing to. Whether it's going to be a hot, hot, hand approach, or if it's going to be something like a committee. But the next thing, if we're, we're stay in Chicago, it's more of a, a note. I, we have to ask this just based on how bad he looked the other night after he blew the eight four lead against the Cleveland Guardians. Is there still any? Is there any concern with li- what Liam Hendricks has done? I have to ask that while we're (laughs) we're talking about Chicago.
1: I still I'm still not worried about it. It's like for someone like him, I'm gonna I like I need to see a little bit more of a of a bad sample size because he is a bit of a slow starter. I know I thought he had I thought he had you know, fixed things and yeah, a little I I I'm gonna consider that, that Guardians game a little bit of a blip more than a than a complete setback but you know up until that game he was having a great may um now if this snowballs and you know he goes on a little bit of a he has a really bad week here and then you gotta start considering okay now is it the time to to stash kendall graveman just you know just we don't know where this is going maybe the back injury flares up again or something um but yeah but for now i I don't think I'd be concerned.
0: It's definitely worth managing. I'm with you or worth asking. I'm not yeah, going to panic sure. yet. we have been kind of saying it's still early on in the season, but you know, the alarm bells are starting to sound off a little bit. I'm not sure I'm hitting the panic alarm, mm-hmm. but they're starting to, I'm starting to walk towards the button a little bit more. And I didn't think I'd get to that point, but he really like may has been good, but you have to wonder if that back, some issue is something more concerning than it seems to be. So continue to monitor that. We need to get some update. It was just so anytime a closer has that bad performance, especially with the yep. high leverage or high potential that Liam Hendricks is, it's worth worth mentioning. But let's get into some of the better news. We'll start off in Houston. Ryan Presley is back off the IL and returned to the Houston natural Bullpen and picked up the save in his first chance back, no issues. Is Ryan Presley just right back in as the the closer out in Houston? Are you stashing any of the other options? What do you do now with this Houston pen?
1: Yeah, well, I he his first outing back he blew a save, but right, after right. that he after that he he looked better. But I like the velo's still down. It's it's not exactly what I, I was hoping. Like I don't know what I oh I was expecting him to come back and be like Ryan Presley of old, but it's still not quite right. Um, starting to get a little concerned now that we're in May, but like, I'm going to give him a little bit, I'm going to give him a couple more weeks, you know, like a week or two to, to see what happens, what shakes out for, I mean, he might be fine with the the, the drop in velo. but a lot of guys, when they lose that, that, that significant, you know, you know, three miles per hour in their fastball, it's tough to really come to you know, be the same guy that they were before, you know, prior to that, that loss. So for now I'm giving them, you know, like I said, give them a week or two, but you know, Rafael Montero is still probably a deep league, you know, stash candidate, especially in like a NFBC, you know, type format. Yeah.
0: I'm definitely still, if you have Montero, I would not drop him yet. The Velo concerns is still there for me. Maybe he figures this out, but you know, I'm, st- I'm hesitant. I think Dusty Baker might be too, and I think he'd be more willing to make the quick hook, make the change, and take Presley back to that, what he was with Minnesota. Maybe he just goes back to being a high-leverage guy, kind of a yeah, fireman in the 7th very inning and then they turn him on Tarot. But for now, Presley is the go-to guy. If he can be safely put back in your lineup, so he'll be getting the save opportunities. But don't... Hold a plug on Montero yet. I still wonder if you know he may have another I.L. stint coming in the future yeah. or if they may need to make that change.
1: Yeah, I could see another. I mean that knee is just, I feel like it's going to be a recurring issue. So yeah.
0: So continuing with uh, a pitcher who's in the past dealt with some I.L. stints. So we want to highlight just uh, someone who's really stood out this season and continues to impress and that's Daniel Bard out in Colorado. Rick, you highlighted him pretty well, in the beginning of the your article for ranking the closers, but tell me fully what's really impressing you about what Bard's doing and yeah let's keep let's keep raving about him,
1: yeah, I mean it's just wild to think that he's you know thirty six had hadn't pitched for you know eight years in major league baseball, and now he's closing out games, throwing ninety eight miles per hour, and you know it's it's you love to see it. It's a great story. Um, and I feel like a big change, you know, he struggled a little bit last year and I feel like a little bit of a change that he made this year, similar to Joe Barlow's, you know, he's up in the slider usage and working the slider more, you know, earlier in counts, getting ahead of hitters and that, you know, his fastball can be, it, it's 98, but it's, it's, a, it's flat. It, it's, a, it's pretty hittable. He's got pretty bad numbers against his fastball. So you know, working that slider early ahead of getting ahead of hitters, it's really made a big difference for him. And to me, that I feel like there's potential for this to stick to this for this to be a legit, you know, long, you know, full season, you know, success story for Bard. But there's also a lot of other factors at play there with you know, coors, if I mean, if the Rockies fall out of it, he's proud, he's a good trade piece for them um and just age and health he's a, he's a, he also had a bit of a back issue for for a little bit you know a couple of weeks ago so yeah just as long as he you know he's in a closers role though and healthy then you know pick him up and just roll with it
0: we've come a long way from our never touched uh, closer in Colorado <laughs> right. talk at the beginning of the yeah. season he's been he's been impressive I feel like we tried to highlight him early but it's still Colorado now it seems like he he's got that job and he's He's been extremely impressive, and yeah. it's fun seeing how much he's risen in your ranks, and is really kind of one of the consistent guys, something I never really yeah.
1: thought, I would say. No, I this was not something I was expecting at all. Uh, probably one of the biggest surprises right now in the top, you know, six, 15, 16 on, on the list. Yeah, and the final
0: IL stint that we think is worth mentioning, Dylan Floro has been activated from the injured list for the Miami Marlins we've kind of been talking about him throughout the past few weeks as someone to keep an eye on we don't know for sure what's happening but with him back in Miami how do you prioritize saves for the Marlins is he kind of going to be the guy what's your what's your look at this bullpen right now
1: yeah this is definitely something to keep an eye on because you know it's good timing for Florida to come back because Bender we, we Bender was an the definition of a roller coaster the past three weeks where he was or past four weeks where he was up down up down. So now coming off the downswing for Ben for Bender and Cole Sulser who got a chance to close out a game this past weekend and that didn't work out. So it looks like the door is open in in uh Miami with you know the closer turmoil going on there. So I would Imagine Floro gets a chance at some point this week. Um, Anthony Bass, too, has pitched well. It, it's it's funny if we come full circle from the start of last season to now, and Anthony Bass is back in the closer role, but he's pitched well. He's been their most consistent reliever, so if it's not Floro right now, I feel like Bass is the other option that they might turn to. But I feel like Bender, Bender is probably – I don't know if we're going to see him get another save chance – Anytime soon,
0: this seems like this is going to be turning into another one of our messy situations we don't want to deal with. I don't want to, I still want to believe Bender's a guy, but with how he's pitching, I think it will be one of the more veteran guys, a Floro or a Bass. So continue to monitor the situation out of Miami. It's not pretty, but I do think that Floro's kind of coming right back to be the guy, but. We don't know for sure. Mattingly isn't exactly the most uh, predictable when it comes to saves in this past no. year or so. So, it, like we said, it's going to be one of those messy situations like some of the other messy situations we have, which we'll get to right after this brief break. And we're back here on the in the pen Podcast. Why do I keep forgetting that? But we'll take a look now at some of the messy closer situations and you know or at least what we thought were gonna be messy situations and we'll start off with two situations that were messy to start the year but maybe it isn't gonna be so so messy and you highlighted him to start of the show so we'll dive into him right here Joe Barlow has kind of started to run away for the Texas job is this something you're buying into you think he's pretty safe from now on or you think there's anyone around him just give me your take on this uh this texas pen
1: uh i think for right now it's it's he's he's about as safe as it gets because again i'm not trusting matt bush i'm not the best the, the other the other good reliever in this pen this year has been brock burke but i don't think that he's really i mean brett martin's been okay too but i don't think i don't think burke's much of a factor for you know stealing saves yet um so yeah i feel like barlow until jose leclerc and jonathan hernandez come back at least is locked in and has nothing to worry about there
0: yeah i think so too and you know i, I didn't get a i got a good look at him watching them play the the yankees this past weekend which was nice to see and you know we kind of i liked him to start of the year and now he's gotten he got four and five, you know he's getting whiffs at a very high rate of thirty seven and a half percent. You said the, the repertoire changes with you guys, upping his breaking ball usage, bringing the fastball down. It's been very impressive, and you know if we, the more we can add a pitcher to the list of uh of guys that are safe, the better. And I think that he is entering that as as of right now. Now will that change? Like I said, when Hernandez and Leclerc come back, more than likely. But for now take advantage yeah. of it and just enjoy it enjoy having a, a locked in closer.
1: Yeah. I feel, I feel like he's kind of in, there's like a little tier or like group of between like him, you know, John Duran, Camille Duvall, David Bednar, where, you know, those three that I just mentioned have a little bit more, you know, upside with, you know, what they're able to do, you know, statistically with, you know, strikeouts and, ratios but i feel like the four of them are kind of together and they're very close to kind of breaking through mm-hmm. into the you know the next tier and it's just like they need either like duran just needs to have the job Duvall needs a little bit more consistency bednar same thing it's you know just pulling away from stratton and getting more save chances with the pirates so you know all all of those guys have flashed really high potential and they're you know if you don't want them to be your number one closer, but you know if they're your second or third option, it's not the worst thing in the in the world. And the third definitely is pretty good. If those are your number, you know, you know, your third closer on your roster.
0: Yeah, so let's dive into some of those situations. You said uh, you mentioned of all so we'll start right there. Give me your takes on him. I think that he's someone who's kind of started to emerge. He's kind of a second guy, of, like he's starting to emerge as a clear guy, but. Am I reading into the situation wrong, or is he kind of the the safe option as safe as San Francisco can be?
1: I think there's really no other. Well, Tyler Rogers maybe is another option, but I feel like they just really like him in a setup role more so than a than as a potential closer. And with Jake McGee just kind of falling apart um, this past month, I think it's Deval's job to lose going forward. And he's been really good this this month. He's been good pretty much since, you know, opening day. So he's, you know, for everyone who drafted him, you know, or his ADP was around 140 at one point, you know. It's starting to look like that's actually going to, that could actually pay off for him. And as long as, you know, nothing bad happens here between, between now and the rest of the season where he just completely falls apart. I
0: hope you're right because we have a share of him in the podcast league that we're competing in. So I, I would like to <laughs> not have to, to worry too much about that. But, you know, as we've always kind of said, it's it's San Francisco. But McGee's been so bad that it might now be a clear guy, but that can change in the flick of the hat. So as always, keep an eye on the situation. So we'll keep with that little group of four you were mentioning and move over to Minnesota this is always this is one of the messier situations but you know you moved Joan Duran up in your, your ranks which I was you know you've been waiting to do this and I'm I'm happy you were able to do that but I just want to kind of dive into that situation a little more what makes you so confident that he's now the you're comfortable moving him up that way because of that what's kind of led you to feel that confidence and you know who else is is that is it still as messy as we thought
1: it's not clear cut but I feel like we're starting to get a sense of how Rocco Baldelli wants to use that bullpen and I feel like right now it's leaning towards Duran being option 1A and they're comfortable using him you know for two innings and outings so if you know if say Durant if, if him and Pagan are both available on the same day to close out a game I feel like they're going to go to Duran for two innings. And then the next day they'll go to, you know, if they need to need to save the next day, they'll go to Pagan. That's kind of how it worked this past weekend. And I feel like that might be how they play it moving forward. And I don't love the whole multi-inning closer thing, but Mm -hmm. there are some benefits to it, uh, especially, but if we're a team like the twins who are, you know, playing, playing pretty well, they're going to, they should have a pre- steady amount of save chances it might lead to 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 pecan having some some actual value but i'm still kind of i'm really trying to push duran you know the stuff i mean this stuff is he was ridiculous the other night you know two innings five k's for the save and you're gonna he's gonna allow so he's allowed some home runs he's gonna allow some hard hit balls but you know, you take the good with the bad, and for the most part, I think you're going to get more good than than bad here.
0: Like I said, I hope for your sake we're right about this because you've been trying to move them up since we've started the show. You were one of the leaders of the Duran Badwagon. If you look like, at our pitcher list, and someone I've been trying, and hoping to see get the job, it's still a a um a mix and match situation. It's still yeah. going to be both of these guys. So you are you saying don't drop either of them, don't drop Pagan if you've had them, don't drop Duran, but just kind of live with whichever one you have and hope you've got the right one?
1: It depends on, you know, what mm-hmm. your league is and the format. And I, I feel like right now Durant, Durant over Pagan, Pagan for sure. That's where I would, that's who I'd prefer. But if you're in a deeper, you know, Multi, you know, 14, 16 team or where saves are very hard to come by, then I see why you, you you should probably have, you know, Pagan on your radar as well. Yeah.
0: And the final of that group of five that is worth talking about, as you mentioned, David Bednar, if, if the situation out in Pittsburgh, it seems like, uh, you know, he may be pulling away from that, but, you know, Chris Stratton's always still looming. Uh, he shouldn't be looming, but he's been looming all season. What's your read on what's going on in Pittsburgh right now? Is Bednar pulling away, or you know, how confident should we be if we rostered
1: him? I hope he's pulling away. I, I mean, yeah, I'm just over Chris Stratton closing out games, and mm-hmm. you know, for the Pirates, they should really be looking to just move. I mean, they're in third place. I mean, it's they're not gonna they're not gonna make the playoffs. I think I'm pretty. That can be pretty certain in saying that, but it doesn't hurt putting your best reliever in that role. And then, you know, at least you're inflating his trade value, which, you know, I'm sure they're going to try to move him either at this deadline or in the in the winter or whatever. So it just, it, you know, you want to win games too. It's not just about inflating his trade value. Like you should, no matter what your expectations are for the season, you should be trying to win games now. So don't have Chris Stratton in to close out a you know a two run lead in the ninth when you know he shouldn't be there. So yeah, anyway. Brant over. Benar <laughs> is he's moving I feel like he's he's you know he's taking a bit of a stranglehold on this on this role, at least for now. It could change, but um I'm pretty you know excited for him being a full time closer, hopefully.
0: You've had a lot of hot takes on this show, but I think your hottest take you've ever had is that the Pittsburgh Pirates will not make the playoffs.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I, I They're playing all right, you know? Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. It could be worse. It could be the Cincinnati Reds, even though the Pirates yeah. just lose two out of three of them. So, baseball. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, it's, um, it's another interesting situation. So, of those group of four, you mentioned it was Barlow, Duvall, Duran, Bednar. If you had to count on one, I know you probably – aren't able to do this, but which one would be your favorite of that four?
1: Right now I would say Duvall just because of situation and just pure talent base and you know what we what we've seen from him and then it's kind of it's still a little bit of a small sample size for him too, but you know he's he's shown last September and you know for most of this year that he kind of is maybe not elite Tier, But like in that next tier down with like, you know, Emmanuel Classe type upside if, you know, things are going right for him. And then of the next men up for
0: each of those four teams, who would be your your favorite one to stash in hopes of picking up some extra saves?
1: Hmm, uh, that's got to be Pagana right now. There's again, he's a little, you know, hit or miss, but he's been pretty Decent so far this year, and he hasn't completely, you know, blown up outside of one or two outings, maybe. So I think that's my that's my top stash I, top stash right here.
0: And well, so we'll transition now to these are mid 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 tier guys, we'd say probably right in the middle of the ranks. We'll go now to the bottom third of your ranks and the deep situations. The bad teams, they're still getting some saves, so it's worth talking about, and we'll start out in Arizona. Oh, boy. Um, I i may have made a pretty higher fire fab two weeks ago on Ian Kennedy when Melanson was on the injured list, making a boneheaded move of not realizing how long he was going to be out for. But maybe I'm not so boneheaded considering how Mark Melanson has looked since he's returned. Rick, help me read into this arizona bullpen what what's your read on it do you stash melanson of how bad melanson or kennedy of how bad melanson's look do you just buy melanson what what's your read right now
1: i think it's it's a definitely a league by league type situation here where if you're in a 12 team you know head-to-head or points league i would just avoid this entirely um but if you're in, you know, a deeper league or, you know, roto leagues where saves are hard to come by, then if I'm making a call, I would still say Melanson, mm-hmm. but I feel I really think this could turn into a, you know, two guys who are, you know, in their late mid-late mid 30s who are just, you know, they're not strikeout machines, they're, you know, they're on their this could be their last team, so it might make sense for them to just kind of rotate them and You know, save like, you know, basically save them by not, you know, overusing, you know, pitching back to backs and whatnot. So, but that also depends on how the Diamondbacks, they're off to a hot start. I don't know how sustainable that is, but yeah, I guess basically, short story here is unless you're in a, you know, a league where, you know, saves are hard to come by, I would just probably. Avoid this situation for now.
0: And moving to the next situation, we want to decide if we want to avoid. It's Cincinnati. Uh, Lucas Sims is kind of, sort of the guy, but what? Cincinnati Cincinnati's only one. Is it seven games now? How interested are you in rostering a Reds closer? If they're hey, even they're, this one,
1: they're they're kind of getting hot right now. They're yeah. but um. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if like Lucas. I think Lucas Sims. He pitched today. He came in and I don't know, he came in early again today. So I feel like it's almost. safe. It's kind of getting close to being the point where it's safe to say he's not the closer. But if he's not, I don't know who is because Art Warren has been horrible. Um. Yeah, I really don't know. This is like one of those situations where I don't. I mean, eventually we'll probably find out who the closer is, but. If they keep playing as poorly as they have been it just might be a situation where you know we're looking at like the Orioles from last year, yeah, where there was no consistent closer value to be had,
0: yeah, you might be right, and that's uh it's extremely disappointing I yeah we wanted to believe in Art Warren, we thought maybe Lucas Sims would be something, but yeah, I was gonna say especially.
1: Especially with Sims and Warren being there, like two mm-hmm. two guys who, like, if, if one of them, you know, took took over, would have been exciting, but they've both struggled, so, yeah.
0: Hopefully, we get a clear answer, but it's not really looking like it, and yeah. how interested you're going to be in it, probably not too much. And the final situation I want to address is the Oakland A-State, has returned, but to uh, not much success. He had a blown saves- Against V Rays the other night, he he's not looked good since coming back from the COVID IL. We've talked about the how good Jimenez looked while he was out. What are you doing with Oakland? Is you know how confident would you be in Jimenez? What's your read on this situation right now?
1: Yeah, I've kind of flipped back from last week. We were me, me and Daniel were talking, and I was like, "All right, well, Trevino's back. He's you know he's probably going to come go right back into the role because." It's not exactly fair to lose your job for, you know, go I guess going on the COVID IL or going on the IL in general, to be I mean, to be fair. So Um, but then he came back and he's looked like the Lu Trevino of the, you know, middle of last year where he really kind of I kinda of, he kinda of lost me last year where I thought there was some, you know, some upside here. I thought he could be like a pretty good mid tier secondary closing option, but I've kind of been out on him for a while. And I feel like the way Jimenez has been pitching lately, he should just, like, I don't see why the A's would turn back now and, you know, just use Trevino in more of a setup role, maybe a committee. But I'm, I mean, this is definitely no time to drop Jimenez in, in most leagues right now.
0: No, not one bit. I think we have, a, at the very worst, a committee. But like you said, Trevino is really not good. And I don't think Mark Cotse is fully locked in on either mm-hmm. guy. It seemed like a situation where Trevino, hopefully for them, would pitch well enough to the beginning of the year and then get dealt by the deadline anyway. Yeah. So I think you, either way, you hold on to Danny Jimenez and he's the guy, but it's... uh. It's another tough situation to to read. I'm not sure. It could even be like a Cincinnati Reds situation where Powell shouldn't mm-hmm. really be in any of them anyway.
1: Yeah, at this team, you never know how many yeah how many save chances they're gonna get. But surprisingly, I mean, Jimenez has had a few so far. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it plays out.
0: For sure, and that's gonna do it for the the news notes. It's a little bit of a a shorter week. There wasn't as much to get into, but we still have these closed closed situations to monitor which takes us into how we wrap the show up as always what are you looking forward to watching this coming week what situation do you want to get some more information of if you had to watch a bullpen mm-hmm. play out what's here what are you watching for
1: yeah there's definitely a few things here that you know we touched on the reds seeing if something happens there or if we can find out if we can at least put a name into the into the closer role, that would be nice. Same with the Marlins, you know, we really don't even have a name there. It's kind of a open slot. Um, you know, I, I want to see again, like we touched on Ryan Presley. I want to see if you know how he looks, if the, you know not just velo wise, but just you know health wise and being able to get hitters out. Uh, and then yeah, in Minnesota, what happens with you know that closing situation? Does does Is Duran going to get more than one chance this week? Or is he going to get two? Is he going to get three? Is he going to get none? You know, just seeing how, seeing what happens there. And I forget, the one team we didn't talk about today that, again, we have no idea about closers, who the closer is, is my Boston Red Sox, who have been horrible (laughs) this year. Uh, (laughs) And, yeah. (laughs) Again, who's going to, what's going to happen there? You know, there's been some talk about Matt, Matt Strom potentially sliding into the role, but. I, don't know. I would love to see them make a trade for David Bednar. I don't know what it would take, but I'll just leave that there. <laughs> <laughs> That's been a disaster. It's been they've
0: been so so bad. So is it? Yeah. Is Strom? Are you stashing Strom? I guess since we kind of talk about the bother of that, or no? Not. Don't worry about that yet.
1: I think in like you know you're in the 16 team you know seed style type you know deeper leagues where you know it's, it's you got to kind of think ahead is you going to be like a week or two ahead of, you know, getting your state, your safe stashes? I feel like he could be a person to add. It could be a good spec ad this week. Um, But it's not like he's really like, he's not, he hasn't lit the world on fire. He's been okay. He's been better than some of the other guys in that bullpen, but still not something to really get excited about.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know what to make of that. It's, until um, Garrett
1: Lutlock returns. <laughs> if he even returns, he's been so good as a starter. Yeah. even
0: bother doing that, but it's a it's a messy situation. We kind of knew it would be, but we didn't expect mm-hmm. it to be this kind of messy. Maybe Matt Barnes mm-hmm. comes back and takes the job, but I, I don't know. I don't know. For me, I'm very interested in looking at what's going to happen for the Cubs with David Robertson out mm-hmm. for, like you said, we don't know how long it's going to be. We don't know if it's going to be a, a Trevino-type situation we he's only out for a couple of days. Or if he has symptoms that keeps him out a little bit longer. But no matter how long he's out, who does David Ross turn to? Does it go to committee? Does he find an established guy like Givens and make him the go-to guy? I'm very, very interested in that. And also following out what's going on in Houston. Does Ryan Presley see get the VLO back? Does Montero eat into this Does it turn to committee? Mm -hmm. I'm very intrigued in what's going on out there as well.
1: Yeah, good stuff.
0: Yeah, so I think that's gonna do it for this week's episode of In the Pen. Rick, as always, give you just plug some of the stuff you're working on. Where can they find you on Twitter?
1: Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at I am Rick Ram. And yeah, as always, you know, keep you know following the work we've been doing on that picture list and following the reliever ranks articles every day. Those guys, you know, do a fantastic job. You know, each 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 morning putting those out. Um, so yeah. Follow.
0: Yeah. And you can find me at Cal underscore. i sligger. I'm back. I'm going to be hosting for good for time being until we get later in the summer when the bar gets closer and then we'll can, we'll address that, that then, but you know, it's good to be back. I'm glad to be talking to shows. I miss talking relievers for you. It's a good week to reset, but it's nice to be back in the show as always. You yes. can Follow the show at in the pen pod. Keep joining go on to pitcher See all the reliever ranks, holds, saves, whatever you need, find us on Twitter, ask us questions, or like we plug always. Join the PL plus Discord. Jump jump on in. We're in there constantly talking. Baseball. We always are pretty quick to be addressing relievers and relievers. a huge sigh of disappointment when David Bart Bednar comes in, in the <laughs> sixth inning of a of a lead. But we do it all as a group and it's been a lot of fun this season but that's gonna do it for this week's episode of in the pen i'm talon he's rick and we'll see you next week